Legal discussion on Tip Today is brought to you in association with Lynch Solicitors Clan Mel on the web at lynchsolicitors.ie and at divorceinireland.com. Gillian O'Mahony from Lynch Solicitors is with me. Good morning to you, Gillian. How are you? Good morning, Fran. Um, you're going to talk to us today about surrogacy, and I was certainly confused about the detail of surrogacy. What is it and how does it actually work? Okay, so I suppose surrogacy has hit the headlines recently because of Rosanna Davison and many of the listeners may have seen her interview on um, The Late 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 Show. So surrogacy is a situation where a woman becomes pregnant with the intention of handing that child over to somebody else after giving birth. It's a way for childless children or people who are unable to have children to have a child. The surrogate mother carries the child and delivers the child, then hands over custody to the person with with whom she has made the agreement. Is it the sperm of the father is implanted? Is that it? There are actually two types of surrogacy. So the first type is traditional surrogacy and that is where the surrogate, so the surrogate is the person who carries the child. So traditional surrogacy is where the surrogate carries a child which is conceived using her own egg and sperm from the intended father. Artificial insemination is used and the surrogate is genetically related to the child. So the second type of surrogacy, which was the type that Rosanna Davison had, is what's called gestational surrogacy. And that is where the surrogate carries a child which is conceived using the egg of the intended mother and sperm from the intended father. IVF is used and the surrogate is not genetically related to the child. Right. Now, I presume from a legal point of view, that's all very important because in the first case, the surrogate has some kind of jurisdiction over the child. It's actually not relevant in the in, in the context of the Irish situation because under Irish law, it's the person who actually gives birth who ah. is the mother of the child. So it's irrelevant whether the person giving birth is genetically related or not. Oh, that's it, very yes, interesting. So yes. we haven't really dealt with it here. Do we no, have laws no, here? No. So the situation in Ireland is that we have no legislation to deal with surrogacy. It's neither prohibited nor is it permitted here. The laws regarding surrogacy tend to vary from country to country. Some countries, such as France, Germany, Denmark, Belgium, surrogacy is prohibited and illegal in those countries. Other countries such as the UK, um, Denmark, Belgium, surrogacy is permitted, but the the surrogate can only be paid their reasonable expenses. They're not entitled to charge a fee. So where a fee is charged, that is what's known as commercial surrogacy. So commercial surrogacy is carried out in countries such as the Ukraine, India, Russia, and they are typically where people do go if they want to go through, if they want to have, you know, engage somebody right. for surrogacy, they go to countries such as the Ukraine. And I think statistics have shown that 68%, nearly 70% of surrogacies where this connection with Ireland have actually taken place in the Ukraine. So when they come back with the baby then, what what is the story? Uh, I mean, is it legally um, the, the, the parents... Yes. A child then so at that it, point, it's com- in Ireland. Yes, so it, it's complicated. So, for example, the Ukraine, the laws in the Ukraine are, because they have a commercial surrogacy, they have, I suppose there's, you know, they have a lot of travel in and out for this. Their laws specifically state that the intended parents, so these are, these are not the people, who, not the mother who's given birth, the intended parents are the actual parents. So the intended mother, she's the actual mother of the child. Now, that is irrelevant then because when you come back to Ireland, Irish law is that it is the person who has given birth is the mother. So what normally happens is they 
come back to Ireland. There are, I suppose, you have to make arrangements to come back to Ireland. Normally, for example, in the Ukraine, you apply to the Irish consulate for an emergency travel certificate, which allows the child to travel back. To do that, you have to have DNA to show that the father is actually the biological connection. You go through, you jump through the hoops, you get the paperwork, you come back. You have to notify the, you have to notify the Department of Health or the local, the local department within 48 hours of the situation. And within 10 days, the father has to apply to the courts for a declaration of parentage. So under Irish law, if the surrogate is married, so if the person who's carried the child is married, her husband is presumed to be the father. You then have to disprove that by way of DNA testing. The intended father, so the Irish, let's call him the Irish father, the biological father applies to the court for a declaration of parentage. So a declaration by the Irish authorities that he is the legal parent of the right. child. That but, is, But his wife then... Mm-hmm. doesn't have no 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 so that's the complication the, oh, is it? the right. yes so the father applies for declaration of parentage and at the moment the laws are that the mother has to essentially have resided with the child for 2 years be married to the father and it's only then she can apply for a declaration of guardianship wow mhm Right. And and I suppose a route then that a lot of people may go down would be the adoption route as well. But the mother as such, so the intended mother, the Irish mother, whether she's genetically related or not, has to wait for two years to apply for guardianship. Right. In an extreme situation, if the surrogate came back and said, Listen, I've thought about this mm-hmm. and I want I want the child under Irish law. They won't have jurisdiction, would they? To well, I suppose that is the comfort for a lot of people travelling specifically to the Ukraine is because the Ukraine law, the, U- the legislation in the Ukraine say that the intended parents are the parents and the birth certificate issues with their names. So under Ukrainian law, the surrogate has, has no standing. Isn't that interesting? Now, there has been some international cases, for example, in Thailand. In Thailand, it's the surrogate is the legal parent. And there was one big case which hit the headlines where a surrogate mother in Thailand carried, turned out to be twins. The twins were born. One of the twins was um, diagnosed with Down syndrome and um, significant heart defects. The other, ch- the other child was, was very healthy. The Australian parents, it was the parents who had commissioned the child, and that sounds very cold, but that's mm. the language mm. used. They, they left for Australia with the healthy child. The mother in Thailand, the surrogate, then applied to have the, I think she had developed a bond with the children throughout the pregnancy and she wanted the, the twins, she wanted to keep them. Um, she issued proceedings looking for a return of the child which had gone to Australia on the basis that they had absconded, they had left, they had um, left one of the children. That was ultimately refused. She held on to one of the children and the other child um, was left in Australia. But and that's left- known as the Gammy case, one of the, I think, the, right. the child with the Down syndrome and was was christened or baptised right. or whatever named. But Gammy. they left the child with Down syndrome. Indeed. With, with the surrogate. Indeed, mother. indeed. And I, shows, I suppose that shows the problems, you know. That could arise. Yes, yes, yes. And there are no international laws which, I suppose, on, a, on an internationally recognised basis. Right. Now, there are laws in the pipeline here in Ireland, but they're not yet enforced. They're only at a draft bill stage. And I suppose from what I've read of it, it seems to only deal with surrogacy where it has taken place in clinics in Ireland. Right. We heard about that, I suppose you described it as altruism. 
egoistic, I suppose, in some mm-hmm. way. Um, the, the case is somebody decided, just a friend decided to, to have a child for a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, does that have any standing if it's within the country here? Well, I suppose it all depends on what's in the surrogacy agreement, but surrogacy agreements are not enforceable in Ireland. Right. Yes. Now, we've had one high-profile case which did go the whole way to the Supreme Court. And in this case, the surrogate was a sister of the, I suppose, the mother who had provided her egg. And they, the child was born, I think it was twins, twins were born. And the the intended parents went to the register of births to register their names. Her, the mother wished to, the biological mother wished to register her as the mother. The register of births refused. They applied to the High Court and the High Court said because she was genetically, and that goes back to the question you start, you said at the beginning, because she was genetically related, she was entitled to be registered on the birth certificate. This was appealed to the to the Supreme Court by the state because it had very important questions which needed to be answered. And the Supreme Court said, no, under Irish law, it's the person who gives birth is the mother. And the Supreme Court, this was in 2014, and the Supreme Court said there's a huge lacuna here and legislation is required to deal with this problem. But that legislation is still awaited. Right. And we can't look to Europe for any of this, can we? No, 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 because under Irish law, the person who is to be registered... Okay, and and uh, that person who gives birth. Okay, all mm-hmm. right, interesting. Um, you have an interesting question, which is the commissioning uh, mother, which, as you say, is cold language, but maternity leave, for example. Yes, so uh, you are not entitled to maternity leave because under Irish law, to get maternity leave, you have to have given birth. Right. So maternity leave, um, you know, the state benefits that go with that, you, you, um, you're not entitled to maternity leave or maternity benefit right. unless you've given birth. So if somebody comes to you, Gillian, and they say, OK, look, we're, we're thinking of this, give us some advice mm-hmm. on it. What, what do you say to people then? Well, the first thing you'd always say is you really need to research the clinic you're going to. Um, the Ukraine seems to be a, prop, a popular choice. You need to see, will they deal with all the necessary paperwork to get the child back to Ireland, to get the emergency travel certificate? to get you back to Ireland would always say you need to talk to other parents other people get testimonials from other Irish Mm. people who have used these clinics because you don't want a situation where a child is essentially stateless Mm. and is Mm. trapped in another country because they can't come back to Ireland so research is extremely extremely important Mm. before any decision is made on the country or the clinic you use My understanding in the case of a same sex relationship that that can't happen in Ukraine sure. No, no, the Ukraine will only deal with heterosexual relations relationships married people married people yes and you have, and of a heterosexual relationship and also where there's medical evidence to support you being unable to get pregnant or give birth or carry a child right but there are jurisdictions around the world where you, where same sex couple could indeed indeed Canada and some states in the US Right. Okay. Do you see this changing in the near future here where where legislation is? I think so. I think so. I mean, there's increasing numbers of people travelling for surrogacy. Um, I suppose the Rosanna Davison may have highlighted, Mm. you know, I suppose the difficulties or, you know, that it is being used. So there is legislation in the pipeline. It just needs to be brought to the next stage. What it strikes me is it's not interfering in the constitution in any way. So it wouldn't require a referendum, would it? No, 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 no. All right, very interesting indeed. And uh, because it's so high profile at the moment, I'm sure there's huge interest indeed. Uh, in that uh, out there. All right, listen, good to see you. Thanks Great. very much indeed for coming in to us, Gillian. Thank you, That's uh, Gillian O'Mahony from Lynch Solicitors in Clonmel.